Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Buy or lease a house and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. Thanks so much for joining us here on After Hours on the Believe Podcast Network. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. It's After Hours with Defoe and Luby, and always a lot of fun to get into conversations with the variety of people that we've had on the podcast so far, as we were talking about yesterday and the other day on the program. We were on a 10-day contract, so it looks like we've already exceeded that and signed another one here. And a pleasure to welcome our guest on today's podcast, Rich Podolsky. Who And we, we reference this all the time, uh, the early days, especially now with gambling coming so much in vogue uh, and uh, how taboo it was to mention gambling uh, when the uh, original uh, show came out, NFL Today. And uh, the book that Rich has out on the program, and he was uh, with CBS for many, many years, covered the Dolphins uh, back in the day in the 70s when they were good, the last time they were good. <laughs> the book is You Are Looking Live. We welcome Rich Podolsky to After Hours. Uh, Rich, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, that, that was quite a while ago when the Dolphins were really good in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, went from there to become a writer on uh, at CBS Sports, and in 1977, I started writing the NFL Today show. Uh, but <clears throat> really, the reason I wrote the book was uh, when Phyllis George passed away, uh, I started reconnecting with all, all my old uh, CBS cohorts, and it hit me how important the show was and what a difference it made, not only to the public, but to the NFL. Uh, and the reason for that, Jeff, is back in 1975, a guy by the name of Bob Wessler took over to run CBS Sports. He was only 38 years old, but he was a visionary. He, he went live with the show really for the first time. They tried it in 74. It really didn't work very well. In 75, he changed the cast. He brought in Brent Musburger, Phyllis George, who was not a sports reporter, but a former Miss America, and Irv Cross, who was uh, the first African-American on a live national show like this. And America just went nuts for this show. Uh, The main reason was you couldn't get information about your teams prior to that. Nothing was live except the games themselves. There was no cable, no ESPN, uh, no Internet. And uh, this show came on the air with all sorts of information and news. And a year later, they added Jimmy the Greek and the first talk of gambling and point spreads. The show won 13 Emmys that first year, and it really took off uh, wildly. They would go to bars and tone, though, as soon as the Greek mentioned point spreads. <laughs> Back in those days, I mean, the NFL really wanted to distance itself 
from uh, any thought, uh, you know, you, you had the Harning and Alex Karras thing uh, had come up and, you know, it was definitely uh, a subject that was taboo. It's interesting. I was just Googling some information about the World Series, Rich, uh, for a show we were doing this morning. And uh, 20 pages of predictions uh, and uh, betting lines and odds and, and different people giving you their spin on uh, which way this was going to turn out from a gambling standpoint, including one of the original members of the cast there. It turns out to be, I don't know that he was a closet degenerate. We used to see him out at Gulfstream Park, Brent Musburger. And uh, while Brent was embracing yeah. and taking notes uh, while the Greek was talking, Phyllis George had to feign horror, did she not, <laughs> on the set there of uh, the NFL Today you know, as soon as a point spread came up. Well, uh, in uh, 1975, Pete Rozelle went before Congress and testified that he thought only 2% of the uh, American public that watched the games actually bet on the games. <laughs> and uh, and at that point, Bino Cook, uh, who was a CBS uh, public relations guy and uh, known for his one-liners, Bino Cook said, well, if that's true, then they all live on my block. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Classic you know, Bino. Right? It goes yes. To, it goes to show you the difference to today. Even Major League Baseball is running point spreads and odds on the bottom of their bottom line. And yet Pete Rose, who was kicked out of baseball for betting, uh, can't even get on the eligible list for the Hall of Fame. There were some suspicions, though, when uh, Pedro Barbone, his arm was hanging down to the ground like an orangutan as he was coming in out of the bullpen for the fourth straight day or Pete needing to cover an over in a Cincinnati pitch game. And, uh, hey, Pedro! Get loose! Like, what? Pedro? It's, uh, you know, it's abuse at this point what he's doing to this man. Rich Podolsky uh, with us. You're looking live. Uh, his book about the NFL today's, uh, and, and it says, Earth-Shaking Impact on Sports Broadcasting, uh, it was interesting, too, because there was a lot of resentment. Uh, we happen to have the good fortune, Rich, and you can appreciate this, uh, Leslie Visser, one of the uh, early female pioneers, uh, woman pioneers in terms of uh, breaking broadcasting uh, traditions and mm -hmm. stereotypes, uh, was on the sidelines there for NFL Monday Night Football. And when Phyllis George first got the job on the NFL Today, I, I remember a lot of sports fans, and I may have even harbored a little resentment about it myself, not because... I want to have a future in sports casting as an ugly guy, but uh, we, we thought, uh, woman, what is she doing up there? And, and especially as you mentioned, uh, you know, she had to deal with a lot of strife. I thank God there wasn't Twitter around today, or they would have crucified this woman. Uh, and yet, she ended up being very well accepted by the sports fans. Uh, yeah, Phyllis. Phyllis was uh, uh, toughened up when she was uh, Miss America. She was only twenty-five years old when Bob Wessler brought her on as the first woman on this uh, type of live show. In fact, she really, as you pointed out, she parted the Red Sea for people uh, after her, women after her, like Leslie, uh, who is, Leslie, by the way, is a friend of mine and uh, was a great, great uh, sports reporter on these shows. But uh, Phyllis uh, was ready for it, and they kind of hid her. Uh, on the set, they only showed her uh, in, a, in a three shot, and you couldn't see her when Irv and Brent were talking or Brent and the Greek were talking because she really didn't have much to do. But they had her do feature stories with NFL films, and she turned out to be a terrific interviewer. Um, 
when Wessler brought her on, he said his idea was that there was uh, that sports on television have become a male ghetto, and he thought that bringing a woman on would improve the chemistry, and the better chemistry would improve the ratings. And and not only did the ratings improve uh, enormously, it really helped bring a lot more fans to uh, the NFL, and it helped the NFL overtake baseball as America's number one sport. Had a couple of experiences with the Greek. He used to hang around the racetracks here in the wintertime and uh, had one business dealing with him, uh, although uh, I wasn't uh, you know, I necessarily uh, in a very favorable light uh, as uh, we had to come out and put something together for some guy that was running a stock company that the Greek had unfortunately invested a bunch of money in that was about to go up in smoke. And uh, we came out there to uh, have him do a promo uh, on video for this company. And he, he walked out, and this was taking place on the backstretch at Churchill Downs. And uh, he said, who are you guys with? And we said uh, the name of the company at the time was Sports News Network. And he fired a cup of coffee at the big scoreboard and walked off and said something to the effect, you tell that scumbag so-and-so that, uh, you know, I want my money back. And I thought, well, you know, this is, uh, you know, a, a very, uh, you know, irascible fellow, this Jimmy the Greek. Well, what was he like? How would you characterize uh, Jimmy the Greek? Uh, and, and supposedly what? Just a wild acrimony on set. I mean, it was almost like watching The View. And, uh, you know, anybody that's arguing with Joy Bahar, uh, with Phyllis George, did they have that kind of tension? And how did that impact the show? Yeah, Phyllis was married to a guy named John Y. Brown uh, at that time. And uh, John Y. Uh, owned the Kentucky Fried Chicken. And before the Greek came on the air with uh, the NFL today, he was extremely well-known. He was probably the, the most well-known gambler in the country. And he had a... Uh, column uh, that generated in the Las Vegas Sun, but it was syndicated in over 300 papers where he put out his numbers, uh, which at times were better than those in uh, the Las Vegas bookies. And uh, he also had a syndicated radio show. So uh, he was he was pretty popular. And the Greek uh, uh, did some public relations in addition to all that. And at one point, he was doing PR for Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he claimed that John Y. Brown owed him $100,000 from public relations work he did for him, and John Y. disagreed and didn't pay it, according to the Greek. And uh, one Sunday in 1977, on the air, the Greek said to Phyllis, your husband is a son of a bitch. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> that, That'll endear you to the uh, other people that you're working with, for <laughs> sure. Great. That that went out over the air, and uh, at the first, she held it together until the first commercial, and then she ran off the set crying. Uh, but um, the Greek could be a, a, a mean sob, and he also could be a big teddy bear. You know, if you were uh, out with the Greek, you never picked up a check. He he, whoever was with him, he bought him dinner or lunch or whatever. Even if you ran a bet for him at Saratoga, where he sat in the clubhouse, you had to go down a flight of steps to get to the betting window. So he would have somebody do that for him. And whoever that guy was either got lunch or a $50 tip. So uh, the Greek could be a really uh, nice guy, too. He was uh, 
he was a real interesting character. I go into his backstory in depth in the book where he grew up in uh, Steubenville, Ohio, a, t- a town of 40,000 steel workers and 13 uh, casinos. And the Greek used to like to say he was 25 years old before he found out the gambling wasn't legal. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he uh, he became very wise uh, to uh, gambling and uh, all sorts of odds at the age of 13. And when he was 14 years old, he was running the big wheel of one of these casinos. And he became uh, friends with a guy across town uh, who was uh, – a blackjack dealer, and that guy turned out to be Dean Martin, the singer and the actor. So the Greek had a very interesting uh, life, and uh, he made a lot of money gambling. He won a million dollars betting that Harry Truman would become president in 1948. Uh, he uh, he won a, a good deal of money betting on against Notre Dame in 1943. When they were 13 to 1 favorites against Great Lakes Naval Training Station. And uh, he took the 13 to 1 odds and won over $100,000 on that bet. Uh, and then he went to Vegas and uh, started uh, uh, running uh, his own shop out there and became very famous. Sports Illustrated did a piece on him called The Man Who Makes the Odds. And that was in the 60s. So, um, the Greek is, was an interesting guy. He had uh, a difficult family situation. He and his wife had the uh, horrible fortune of having three children die from uh, uh, cystic fibrosis. Oh, wow. Uh, neither of them knew that they both carried the gene. And, um, and the Greek, of course, <clears throat> was a broken man after CBS fired him in 1988 for his controversial comments on Martin Luther King weekend. We are talking with uh, author Rich Podolsky. The book, You Are Looking Live, How the NFL Today Revolutionized Sports Broadcasting. Rich also covered the Miami Dolphins in the 70s for the Palm Beach Post, as well as doing so many things with CBS. Rich, we've seen what broadcasting is now. And default, you, it's funny, you use the word journalism and journalist. And it feels like back then that still existed. A lot of time today, it's all about breaking news and having arguing and yelling at each other on when it comes to especially sports television. What was it like then? Like, what was the actual airing of the show like? Like, we, you talked, Defoe talked about how there was some acrimony, but how was it on set before, during, after the show? How was just the putting of the show together then compared to what we yeah. see now a lot on sports television? You know, in the early, in the early days of the show, in the first couple of years, everything was hunky dory. Everybody loved each other. The ratings kept going up. The show was enormously popular. Uh, and, as I said, it won 13 Emmy Awards its first year. People were rushing home from church to see it or rearranging their church-going schedules. Uh, you, you couldn't understand how popular the show was. Uh, and these people were, were loved by the American public. You know, uh, in the past, all you had was middle-aged white guys uh, doing these pregame shows, and they were all taped days in advance. You know, now you had fresh news coming out. I mean, they went on the air uh, uh, with uh, what they called a, a whip around where they would show the stadiums around the league for the early games. And uh, Brent came up with the phrase, you are looking live in an early production meeting that first year when somebody said uh, that they had friends 
who uh, bet on the games and the, their friends always wanted to know what the weather was. Mm. And Brent thought for a second and said, well, when we do that whip around of the stadiums, instead of just showing the stadiums, I could say, you were looking live at Soldier Field in Chicago, or you were looking live at that, that stadium in Philadelphia. You know, and that became the, the catchphrase of the show. And for every Sunday for the next 15 years, Brent opened every show with that that saying. And uh, it, he, he continued that through 1990 when uh, he was asked to leave in a very controversial ending with CBS. Uh, well, but, uh, he found a new beginning question. out in Las Vegas. <laughs> and, of course, doing the Raider games now on the radio. Uh, Brent Musburger uh, continues yeah. to prosper, although he, he does have the Barry America campaign going. <laughs> Rich Podolsky with that Vegas Sports Information Network. Uh, whoever he has handicapping baseball in the New York Post, a gentleman named Greg Peterson, has been burying America. And I'm not sure if he's trying to send some kind of signal to a rushing betting syndicate, uh, you know, to go the other way on uh, some of his handicappers. But uh, he he's immersed in this now, and, and it's always great when a person finds his calling because uh, we loved Brent Musburger when uh, he was ready to strangle Aaron Parsegian for crying about Jimmy Johnson running up to score uh, when the University of Miami was playing Notre Dame and they were up like 55-3 to three and they were still throwing bombs in the fourth quarter but with about seven minutes to go in a game, just uh, trying to cover an over. And uh, Brent was all in on this, and he used to make that uh, comment every now and then about uh, – well, they're really concerned about this kick here, uh, those that are playing the under. <laughs> and uh, you know, so he, he slipped those references in. Uh, j- just a quick uh, capsulization uh, about uh, Brent uh, Musburger's run there uh, on the NFL today. Well, you know, he when he came to the show in 75, he was unknown nationally. Um, he was uh, very well known in Chicago where he was the uh, – director of the WBBM sports over there. And, uh, but when he came on the show, it it was like night and day with uh, Jack Whitaker, who was the host of the show the year before, when they tried to go live in 74, it was just too fast for Whitaker, who was a great writer and a great um, uh, uh, play-by-play guy, even uh, in the early days for CBS sports, but he couldn't do this live format and when uh, Brent came on it, it was like a kid in a candy store uh, he could handle uh, highlights of eight different games uh, being thrown at him uh, they'd show him uh, the highlights on the screen for the first time as we saw them at home and he never missed a beat and by the way this show NFL Today was the first show to ever do halftime highlights you never had them before <clears throat> and the only way you could highlights of other games and you had to wait till Monday night when Cosell went on the air with a few of them that NFL films uh, fed to them. So uh, Brent, Brent was pretty amazing. He was uh, Jim Nance in the foreword for this book uh, said that Brent was the greatest studio host of all time and, and really who could argue with that. Where Brent uh, got, got into some controversy was after he left CBS and started doing play-by-play full-time for ABC and ESPN, uh, he was criticized quite a bit uh, by uh, uh, writers in New York, specifically the New York Times. Excellent stuff, and we thank you so much. Uh, we didn't mention Irv Cross, who passed away recently, but uh, everybody considered him to be uh, the ultimate in class acts and a real gentleman. Uh, Rich Podolsky, author of the book You Are Looking Live about the NFL Today and how it revolutionized sports broadcasting 
at the time and was a large influence uh, all the way into uh, what we're doing today. Uh, Rich, uh, thanks so much. Uh, what was it like uh, back in the day, real quickly, um, with Don Shula, uh, when the Dolphins were a dominant team? Now, we haven't had that feeling here since yeah. 1969, it seems <laughs> like, like the old uh, song goes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been since Shula, the early 70s Shula, since we've had that kind of success. Shula was a great guy to cover as a as a, a beat writer. Uh, uh, he, he, uh, he gave you uh, information and sound bites before sound bites became popular. You know, he, he gave you the headline. And uh, well, I remember one time uh, after a practice and a- after he had uh, talked to the press and gave them the update for that day, it was very early in uh, like August. And Mercury Morris was very unhappy with his contract. And he was out in the parking lot bitching. And uh, I was one of the people that heard him bitching uh, about his uh, contract. And he said, uh, I'm just not going to show up if they don't give me a new contract. And I remember walking back into the Dolphin uh, training camp there uh, and into Shula's office uh, six o'clock at night. Nobody else was there. And he was alone in his office. And I stood at the office door until he looked at me. And I said, Mercury is out in the parking lot saying he's not going to show up to play if you don't redo his contract. And Shula just stared at me. He said, we'll address that later. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he, well, the Mark will tell you tough. that story, uh, you know, as if it was uh, that day uh, today. Uh, yeah. If you get the Mark going, all you have to do is say hello, and uh, the Mark will go back uh, throughout uh, his whole history in the NFL. He's a great guy. Uh, Rich, uh, a pleasure having you on after hours here uh, with Defo and Luby. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck with the book. Uh, one of many that, that you've scripted that, that all have reached uh, high critical acclaim. And uh, thank you so much for sharing some time with us here on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, just to, to tell your uh, listeners, it's available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and wherever books are sold right now. Thanks, we appreciate it. And it's doing pretty Rich well. Podolsky. Nice. Yes, Congrats. excellent. As it should. Rich Podolsky, very popular uh, characters there, and uh, well uh, illuminated by Rich Podolsky. Uh, sounds like a real good piece of work there, and a good sports read, right? Uh, you're going to be flying to Europe. You might want to pick a, exactly. a copy of that book. Mike Luby Lubitz. There you go. All right, we thank you guys uh, for tuning in after hours with Defoe and Luby. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rich Podolsky, the author author of uh, You Are Looking Live about the uh, NFL Today. He's written many uh, other books as well, and uh, a lot of interesting stuff coming from Rich Podolsky. Thanks so uh, much to him for joining us here on the show. Thank you uh, for uh, keeping up with us after hours with uh, Defoe and Luby. Always fun bringing you some fresh material here. You can catch us on Ion Channel. Yes, sir. Mornings at Eastern Time, 7 and 9. Uh, we do that show every day. It's always a lot of fun based out of South Florida. And uh, always happy to be here with uh, Brown and all the good people from the Believe Podcast Network. You can also find our work on YouTube. Just uh, pop in the Defoe Show, and it pops right up. I was watching it on a big screen last night. Look You're looking you. good there, Mike Luby. You look good as well, video. sir. Very good. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby on Believe Podcast Networks. recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call 
the insurance company. Call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone? You can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities, Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, its time has come. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.